This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski, Jim Rodriguez with you on this Football Friday. And joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line is Mark Drumheller, a betting analyst for Yahoo Sportsbook, host of BetQL In the Action. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. And Mark, this one is interesting. Commanders at the Niners. We know Chase Young is coming back. And I'm, you know, I want to be on the Niners here, but I'm a little nervous. Like, does this whole Brock Purdy thing come to an end um, or does he keep it going? Uh, What side are you on? Total also 37 and a half. Commander seven point dogs. Yeah, I'm on San Francisco here. Um, I think it keeps rolling with Purdy. You know, I bet against them against Seattle. I thought that was going to be a tough spot for them going on the road. He passed that test with flying colors. And, you know, the last three weeks since he stepped in, you know, they're averaging close to 30 points per game. Um, so I think the offense is going to keep rolling. And I just think, you know, the commanders um, still a little overvalued in the market. You know, we looked, they had the back-to-back games against the Giants. They didn't gain any ground there. Um, they didn't cover either of those games. And it was just just kind of like how they lost those games, right? Like turnovers, critical mistakes. And then, you know, the coach after the game is talking about putting in Carson Wentz, which is, you know, never a good sign, you know. So, you know, Heineke not really getting a vote of confidence or looking for answers there. And I don't think they're going to find them against the best defense in the NFL, right? You know, we know what the Niners do. They get after the quarterback. They shut down the run. So I think that's going to make Washington a little one-dimensional, which isn't really how they want to play, right? They want to get Brian Robinson Jr. going. You know, they want to kind of mix things up so they can take their deep shots with McLaren and those guys. And uh, I think they're going to struggle here. You know, they, again, you know, we saw the pass rush get the Heineke um, against the Giants. And, you know, offensively in those two games against the Giants, they put up, you know, 12 and 20 points. Giants, not really a great defense. Uh, Their game in between those Washington games, Giants let up 48 points to the Eagles, uh, you know, got blown out. So, um, I think that says a lot about Washington's offense and the struggles they're having, and I just think it's a, a pretty bad spot. Listen, nobody likes laying, you know, this type of number in the NFL. You know, NFL is primarily dogs. You don't want to lay these big spreads. But mm-hmm. in the Niners' 10 wins, nine of them have been by eight points or more. In the games that they've won mm-hmm. – you know, they've won by an average of 17.3 points. So they're a team that wins with margin. They typically blow teams out uh, when they win. The one game where they didn't was that, you know, primetime game against the Chargers. They won by six points. So, um, you know, I'm comfortable. They're going to win this game. They're going to win by margin. They're going to handle business at home. So I did lay the points with the 49ers. What about your Eagles uh, at the Cowboys? Man, a lot of movement with this point spread. I don't understand the latest move. We, we were at six yesterday. Now we're down to four at BetMGM. 
Uh, what are you thinking the idea is there? What direction is this line going to go? And do you have any thoughts on Jalen Hurts' MVP? Is, is he going to rest a month? Is he going to be out of this thing completely? Uh, kind of break down Philly Dallas for us. Yeah, so a lot of interesting moving parts going on here. You know, first with the point spread, we saw it get all the way up to six, and I thought that was too high. I hit it at six. I hit it again at four and a half. Um, I do think the Eagles are the side here. Anything above a field goal. I think, you know, once we got above a field goal, um, you know, Philly became the bet, and, you know, six I thought was way too much because when you look at the first time that these two teams played – Philly absolutely dominated them. You know, it was the, you know they beat them at the line of scrimmage. It didn't reflect that in the final score uh, because they let Dallas back in the game in the second half. But they went up twenty to nothing in that game, and then Dallas kind of you know made a game of it. Listen, they didn't have Dak Prescott. I get it, but the Eagles were able to dominate them in the trenches, and I think that that's something they'll still be able to do here. Um, they have nine players on their offensive defensive line that are going to the Pro Bowl. Right, the whole offensive line four players on the defensive line. You know, there's some of them are alternates, but they all got invited. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I think that you'll be able to see them kind of still impose their will with Gardner Minshew. I think he's going to take some shots early to try and open things up, you know, for the Eagles offense. And I think he's going to have a lot of success, you know. And when it comes to, you know, Jalen Hurts, it's probably going to hurt his MVP candidacy a little bit, right? If Minshew steps in here, they make a game of this. They keep this game close, you know, within a field goal. Um, it probably doesn't look good, meaning, you know, as far as like the MVP race for him. But I do think that they are going to be, you know, conservative with him and kind of keep him out. Like, I, I don't think you can risk, you know, putting him in for the playoffs. Um, you know, you got to keep him ready for the playoffs. So putting him in here at the end of the year, especially if it's not really meaningful as far as, you know, if they are able to clinch the bye, do they play him? Maybe they get him in the last week. I'm not real sure, but as far as the MVP race, it definitely hurts them. Uh, you know, I think it, it could be a situation where maybe we go back, we do get a co-MVP. You know, we do get Hurts and Mahomes, and they're the mm-hmm. co-guys. We've seen that back in, in the past with uh, McNair and Manning. You know, if he does stay out the rest of the season because of this, injur- indus- because of this injury, you know, maybe he does, you know, get that, um, you know, from the voters getting the co-MVP piece. I, I think it's interesting how it's going to play out because Hurts has had – a fantastic season, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes as well has just done incredible things in the football field. Mark, staying on the MVP talk, I think the one guy that's making a, a late charge like a Kentucky uh, Derby thoroughbred is Joe Burrow. I mean, the guy's been out yeah. of control lately, <laughs> throwing up those touchdowns. Um, and for Joe Burrow, I think it may be even more impressive for him to get it because he'd have to beat Buffalo and Baltimore the last two games of the season to get it. Where do you see Joe Burrow? Because obviously if, if Hurts is out and Mahomes, who, who, yeah, he's probably the favorite, but he has struggled a little bit. You know, and even Josh Allen hasn't had great of a year. Do you see a path for Joe Burrow in this? An MVP race, I think it's going to be tough for him to make up ground. But I agree. Like, this is the time of year where Joe Burrow gets it done. I think the real value with that team is, you know, taking them to go back to the Super Bowl. Can they repeat, right? The AFC is really tough. But Joe Burrow has Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes' number. Um, They're playing their best football, you know, going into the playoffs. This is where they turned it on last year. And they just proved all the doubters wrong. And I think you're going to see them continue – to, to do that this year. This is one team that out of all the teams in the NFL that I would not want to play is Joe Burrow and the Bengals just because of how well they're playing down the stretch and his ability 
to get it done last year. You know, when you talk about all the other teams in the AFC, it's, you know, can they beat the Chiefs? Can they match up with the Bills? And with the Bengals, we've seen them do that sort of thing. So, you know, you you have a little bit of confidence. So I, I think it's a pretty far gap to, for him to kind of close in to get the MVP race. But I would be surprised if they make another deep run in the playoffs. So there might be value in the betting market as far as, you know, Cincinnati to win the AFC um, and, you know, possibly the Super Bowl. Well, let's stay on that. Bengals at Patriots. Bengals three-point favorites. They've been really good ATS. They've been a really good second-half team. The total, 41-and-a-half. What do you like in this one? Yeah, I I like the Bengals. I mean, it's tough. We're seeing a little bit of movement towards the Patriots, and, uh, you know, I understand there's going to be weather. It seems like a Bill Belichick game, right? We're going to run the ball and be physical and do everything we want to do, but – you know, the Patriots have really underwhelmed when they've played good teams this year. And, you know, when they've played, you know, teams that they're superior than, they've gotten the job done. I think they're 5-1-1 one, and one as a favorite, you know, or 5-2-1. and one. Um, But, you know, they're right up there. Very good when they're playing, you know, the lower teams, when they play the tough teams. They just don't have the talent to get it done. And that offense, um, you know, it's just not in sync, right? Matt Patricia and Mac Jones don't never seem to be on the same page. And it just seems like – screen after screen after screen you watch that offense it's just you know not really explosive get vertical down the field and Cincinnati's going to move the ball on, on New England they're going to be able to put up points so um I, I think it's tough I mean uh, you know I think the line's pretty close I didn't bet it personally but if I was going to take a side I would probably go with Cincinnati I mean they've been great against the spread if they're going to keep paying out I'm going to keep playing them uh, with Mark Drumheller, Yahoo Sports, and in the BetQL's in the action most Saturdays, uh, noon to 4 Eastern. Don't have college hoops this weekend. Uh, so p- the show picks back up uh, on New Year's Eve. All right, Mark, take us anywhere on the board. What is uh, your favorite uh, side or total? Well, let's talk about a total, right? So um, I like the Giants, Minnesota over. Um, I, I believe it's right around 47, 48 right now. Um, I like it over. When you look at Minnesota, we know it's the defense, right? The defense has been a problem all year. They're last in the NFL in total yards. Um, so I think this total is just a little low, just for the fact that it's a Minnesota game. You'll have 33 points to the Colts in the first half, uh, you know, 36 total. Colts are a team that only broke 20 points three times the entire year, right? So, like, that, that's the offense that the Colts have, and they were still able to put up, you know, 30-something points against Minnesota. So, um, you know, I think the Giants are going to be able to move the ball here. I think both teams, we got an indoor game. You know, we got, you know, we don't have to worry about weather. We don't have to worry about anything like that. And I just think it's a play against both these defenses, I think, are not very good. So we're getting a total here um, at 48. I, I think it makes sense to play this game over. Christmas night, Mark, you've got the the Bucks and the Cardinals out in the desert. And this division is a nightmare, okay? It's the first Christmas game ever for Tom Brady, by the way. And, and if he loses, it's the first time he's ever had a losing record. What do you make of the Bucks? Six and eight, still in first place. That division's a mess. Are they making the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, it's like someone's got to make it in that division, right? And, you know, the, the Cardinals are probably one one of the few teams that are doing worse than the Bucs right now, right? Like, they're, you know, mo- from a motivation perspective, they have absolutely nothing to play for. Kyler Murray's out. They're trotting out Trace McSorley, right? You know, nobody wants to see this. And it's just, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, the Bucs have to be able to get it done against here, but I can't back them. Um, offensively, again, it's another team that just seems like a mess. It just seems like the quarterback and the play caller are not 
not on the same page. Um, you know, I think all year we've been waiting for the Bucks to kind of turn it on because it's playoff time. They're going to make a run. I just don't think they have the horses. You know, the offensive line's not that good, but, you know, they get pretty much a layup here against the Cardinals. So you think that they would be able to handle business, but it's definitely a stay away from me. Not a game that I bet, but if the Car- if the Bucks don't get it done against this Arizona Cardinals team, I think they're going to be in a lot of trouble. They, they might end up on the outside looking into the playoff race. Mark, I have been joking. I keep waiting for these Derrick Henry props to be posted, and they're still not posted. But when you look at the board, anything props-wise that, you know, has caught your eye that you're looking forward to? Yeah, not too much, to be honest with you. I I think that game, that Tennessee-Houston game is interesting with Malik Willis in there. So, you know, I think that prop market, when you look at it, it's going to be important because that's a game where – you know, Tennessee has a ton of people out on defense, but this is what Mike Rabel does. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, starting Malik Willis, he's, he's got all the practice squad players out there, and he finds a way to patch it together and make it work. So um, I know a lot of money's kind of coming in on the, the Houston side, and, you know, this line has kind of plummeted down. I would wait until kickoff here and just kind of try to play the Titans. But, um, you know, I'll be interested to see those Henry props and those Malik Willis props as well because, um, you know, that offense is going to have a different feel. We saw them against the Chiefs, you know, start Malik Willis, so we kind of know what kind of game to expect. So I definitely think mm-hmm. that's a good game to target from a prop perspective. Yeah, yeah, you would think so. What about uh, Sunday? I mean, I understood what the NFL was thinking with some of these matchups in the offseason. It looked pretty good, but we're here now, and uh, these Christmas matchups are trash. But what are we going to do? We're probably going to watch them, and we're going to bet on them. Uh, I think the best one is actually the first one, Green Bay-Miami. Uh, do you like anything with uh, any of the three sun? Uh, yes, it is Sunday. My days are all mess- messed up this time of year. Uh, the Sunday-Christmas matchups, anything there? Yeah, that Green Bay game, I did play some over as well with Miami. So, uh, you know, I think that's two offenses. You look, since Kristen Watson emerged, Green Bay is eighth in the NFL um, in EPA per play. They're averaging 25 points a game, right? So this is a total that I think is low here. Um, You know, I think this game's going to go over. Miami defense, not not that strong. The offense can get on track against the Green Bay defense that can't stop the run at all. Worst in the NFL against the run, um, according to, you know, Football Outsiders DVOA metrics. So I think that if Miami can get the running game going here, that helps open things up for Tua. He can get those short passes rolling, those crossing routes, the Waddle and Cheetah. Those guys can go off. So we're going to have good weather, uh, you know, decent weather in there. I think, you know, we could get some rain or whatever, but um, you know, nothing, you know, crazy wins that are going to slow these two offenses down. So I think this one could be a shootout early. I think Miami could get out to a big lead here and kind of dictate the tempo of the game. So I, um, I played over on that one. I also played a little bit of Denver in that other game. You want to talk about a, a terrible game to watch, but I think the, uh, you know, the Rams, when you look at them, uh, they just don't have anything left, right? They put Skronik on the IR. They put their center Allen on the IR this week, uh, just kind of packing it in here. And, um, you know, the Broncos starting to figure some things out. You know, they they scored some points now. Wilson had three touchdowns against the Chiefs. And the red zone offense has looked a lot better the last two weeks. They've scored touchdowns in their last six red zone trips. So, you know, whether that continues now that we're reinserting Wilson back in the lineup, We'll have to see, but the Rams only 156 yards of offense against Green Bay in that Monday night. And like I said, now they're putting more people in the IR. I think it's only going to get worse for them. So um, I do think Denver is worth a small play as well. 
All right. Um, anything else um, that we didn't touch on that you'd like to get to? Um, you know, not too much. There was another under I played that Chargers uh, Colts. You know, I did play that one under 47. When you look at those two two teams, uh, you know, the Colts are a team, like I said, only, you know, scored, broke 20 points three times this year, right? So now we have a total, I think it's down to 46 right now. It was a 47 when I hit it, um, but I still like it under at 46. Um, you know, that you look at the Chargers offense, you know, uh, PFF had a great uh, piece on how just Justin Herbert is – struggling against cover three and that's really what the Colts defense and Gus Bradley run so I don't think that offense is going to put up the numbers that it has in the past uh you know that uh, we'll probably look at them probably in the low 20s or so and then I think you know the Colts it's what they do right they're going to score like 14 or 17 points they're starting Nick Foles um you know he hasn't played all year so uh not sure you know how much we're going to get out of this Colts offense so both of those teams to stay under 47 uh you know I think that's a solid play as well that was Mark Drumheller on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Uh, this is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We're going to continue to break down these Week 16 games next. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.